what's up great people this is your host jb the great and you're now tuned in to crypto and chill this is episode 10 season one man thank you guys for tuning in you know i can't thank you guys enough this is my first uh you know, my first attempt at a, at a podcast you know what i'm saying how, how it's how it's going to go like I said, we're on episode 10, man. It's been going going along smoothly. Um, I try to get an episode out every Wednesday. But, you know, sometimes things pops pops up. Uh, life happens. But before I start off, man, um, I want to say RIP to Young Dolph. You know, some of y'all may not be familiar with Young Dolph, but I was a fan, a supporter of his music. Um, he's an artist out of Memphis. And uh, sadly, he was killed. Uh, last week, um, November the seventeenth, um, he was at a, at a cookie spot getting cookies for from for his mom, man. And you know, two guys rolled up, you know, and, and, and just shot him there on the spot. You know, they 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 shot out the gap. They shot through the building, shot through the glass, and you know, I think they said they shot over like fifty times. So. I want to send my condolences to Young Dolph's family, his friends, uh, everybody who he supported, everybody that was close to him. I want to send my condolences to you guys. And once again, man, it's, it's RIP to Young Dolph. You know, long live Young Dolph. But uh, this episode here, I'm going to be focused. Uh, it's going to be a, a ripple, heavily focused show. So we're going to we're going to discuss a few things. Um, before we dive into it, uh, but first, let's check out some of these prices today. I think the market is still in the red, but we're gonna look into it. We're gonna check it out real quick. We got a Bitcoin that's sitting at fifty-six thousand eight hundred. We got Ethereum at four thousand two hundred twenty-nine. We got a Binance coin sitting at five hundred eighty-five dollars. We got Solana sitting at two hundred three dollars. We got Cardano sitting at a dollar and sixty-one cent. Uh, we got XRPs closing down, they going going down to that dollar range, right there at hovering above dollar at a dollar and two cent. We got polka dots in at thirty eight dollars and eighty one cent. We got those coins in at twenty one cents. Uh, Avalanche in at one hundred and fifteen, hundred and sixteen dollars. We got a crypto coin that's been on a tear lately, sitting at ninety three cent, closing in on that dollar, closing in on that dollar mark, man. Who knows how high crypto coin goes? Because I think um, I think crypto coin, I think crypto.com, that whole organization, that business is going to have a bright future. As you guys know, we reported on it last week. Um, crypto.com, they um, they got the naming rights to what we know now as the Staples Center. We know Staples Center is the famous arena for the LA Lakers. And uh, WNBA, the LA Sparks, and you know the other LA teams. But that's to have the naming rights to one of the biggest arenas in the world. You know that's huge, and I can only imagine that that arena, Crypto.com, is going to do a lot of things for those uh, for those fans that attend those, those events. Pretty sure they're going to have a lot of a lot of uh, giveaways and, and and rewards and you know whatnot to so where you can earn crypto coins crypto.com coin so i look forward to seeing how that how that goes man and um 
we got Shiba. Shiba Inu ain't been doing too much lately. Um, still has four zeros in front of it, but it's not doing too much. Uh, we got Algorand sitting at a dollar and seventy-three cent. Decentraland sitting at five dollars and thirty-seven cent. We got a Stella still sitting at thirty-two cent. We got Vet B Chain sitting at point twelve. Uh, so. And that's about it. We got a Tron sitting at a nine cent. FTX coin sitting at forty nine dollars. Wow. FTX coin is in at forty nine dollars. It's crazy. And we got an H bar sitting at thirty four cent. We got loot rings sitting at two dollars and ninety five cent. I ain't gonna go down the whole list, man. But you know, we got Quant sitting at two hundred and twenty four dollars. Uh, we got an Amp sitting at six cent. So, yeah. And that's that. Um, but speaking of Cardano, they ran into a bit of um a bit of regulatory issues, man. The next big coin behind XRP to face these legal issues. And this is coming from um MSN. You know, shout out to MSN, but and it, it goes as follows what happened with the cardano crypto in a written statement last night hold on i don't know why i just did that my laptop is acting funny you guys excuse me one bit right in a written statement last night etoro said that after december the 31st u.s users of his popular trading app will no longer be open will no longer be able to open new positions in Cardano as well as Tron. Also, crypto wallets will function in withdrawal-only mode until the first quarter of 2022. Then, Itaro will also implement limits on selling. Itaro stated that it is delisting Cardano and Tron over regulatory concerns surrounding both assets in the United States, though the brokerage did not elaborate as to what those concerns are. Wow. Now, I re- also read somewhere that um, Cardano has surpassed Ethereum in transaction volume, and that was kind of boosting the price of, of Cardano ADA. And just so happened when that happens, when that it's like any competitor to Ethereum, and this is just my opinion alone, um, could be completely false, but. When when a mate when a competitor comes out and, and, and starts having an impact against Ethereum, it seems like they are then faced with regulatory actions or regulatory uncertainty. Now, with that being said, don't be surprised if we don't hear some news on Solana soon. Don't be surprised because Solana is doing that thing. And I just saw in a recent interview where Joe Lubin was asked, like, what did he think about Solana? And he basically downplayed Solana. Like, <laughs> it, it, like when Joe Lubin, when Joe Lubin speaks, and for those of you that don't know, Joe Lubin is the co, uh, co-founder of Ethereum alongside Vitalik uh, Buterin. There are some other um, co-founders as well, but we all know Joe Lubin and Vitalik Buterin. Um, but when Joe Lubin speaks, 
he speaks on the competition and the regulatory stance of the United States. He speaks with such a like a smirk with like, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about anything because he, it seems like he has the SEC in his back pocket. It's like he has like direct contact to the commissioners and he can call them at will and say, hey, I'll, you guys need to do your job and, and, and go after this project. Luckily for us, man, for all of us Ripple investors, all of us XRP investors, I mean, um, luck, luckily for us, Ripple is, is fighting. They didn't just bow down and take the regulatory enforcement action and, you know, ball up and say, hey, okay, cool, we'll pay the settlement. No. Ripple is, is standing and fighting the fight for the entire crypto space. So everyone that's invested in cryptocurrency outside of Ethereum and Bitcoin should worry. Y'all better hope and pray that Ripple wins this lawsuit. Because if XRP is deemed a security, every asset on every asset in the crypto space that's not built on Ethereum will be labeled as a security. Even though we all know Ethereum had the first ever ICO, somehow they skirted past regulatory uh, resumes. They got this free pass to where they can they had they have a token factory going on where they can offer tokens at will, DeFi products, everything, lending products, everything, even you name it. They don't have any enforcement actions. But as soon as someone else tries to do anything like it, similar. Oh no, the SEC is knocking on that door. So everyone that's investing in crypto better have your fingers crossed that Ripple wins this lawsuit. That way if Ripple Ripple wins the lawsuit and XRP gets labeled as a non-security, that way if the SEC tries to go after any other crypto asset, all they have to do is use everything that Ripple did in this battle and reference everything reference every motion granted not granted everything you know what I'm saying just reference everything about this case to support their argument and the biggest argument is fair notice after you get that argument out the way then it's proven it goes to proving why your crypto asset is in the security but you know all they gotta do is follow in, in, in Ripple's footsteps and they should be fine but that's crazy man that this is going to be a ripple effect (laughs) um for cardano you know first you see one exchange then you see the next then you see the next then you see the next then it turns into a snowball effect it just keeps going until there's some regulatory clarity so don't be surprised if you start seeing a lot more cardano delisting the listings off of exchanges you know hope i hope it doesn't happen but i wouldn't be surprised if it did happen you know but hey, we'll see man gary gensler and the sec is just on the tear and and to speak on the sec i just want to bring up this topic you know Hester pierce now in no means shape or form am i you know trying to disrespect her discredit her anything like that but if you follow me on twitter at jv the great you'll notice 
that. You know, I, I tweet what's on my mind. You know, I'm not one-sided towards one thing or the other. You know, I speak from a level viewpoint. You know, I see things from all sides. You know, what is it? Dealing with Ripple, XRP, Ethereum, whatever. Anything, any topic, even if it's not crypto-related. I see things from all sides. And I saw an interview with Hester Pierce, you know, a recent interview. And to me, uh, she, she sounds just like Gary Gessler. You know, when, when she was asked about, um, she was asked about XRP. And of course, she said, oh, we can't comment on ongoing litigation. But then she proceeded to give us the definition for security. The same as Gary Gessler. She brought up note, you know, and how we test, Greaves test, blah, blah, blah. What constitutes as a security, you know, the offering, this expectation of profit, blah, blah, blah. Same as Gary. Same as Gary Gensler. It's like everyone at the SEC has this written script that they must read when asked about a cryptocurrency. I have never seen a government entity an organization that is so afraid to speak on something and let's let and like let's let's look at it look at it like this at every event at every hearing during every interview before the start they make sure to say this is my personal opinion these opinions may not reflect my colleagues at the SEC Commission at, uh, and, and it may not reflect you know the other commissioners or the SEC right so saying that why not voice your opinion you they say they always say that and once they get questioned on cryptocurrencies they once they get questioned on cryptocurrencies they always go back to the same script they give you the definition of a security but they have yet they have yet to um give an example of a crypto asset that constitutes as a non-security they have yet to give that example they have yet to give out a, 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 a layout a framework as to what is a crypto security but yet they will always immediately give you the definition of a security under the Howey test that's fine and Danny we know what a security is under the Howey test now we know the four prongs but you guys are still failing to tell us what is a crypto asset security what is a crypto asset non-security what should companies do to make their crypto assets non-securities what make their assets securities how does these assets fall under the Howey test and from my point of view we're not going to get that until next month in the Ripple case because Ripple asked them they had interrogatories that specifically asked the SEC that the SEC has to answer under oath because that was the judge's last ruling. The SEC has to answer under oath. What makes what contracts 
how, how was that question that Ripple laid out? I, don't quote me on this, but it, it Ripple, Ripple asked the SEC something like, what constitutes an investment contract under Howie that deals with XRP? Give us those contracts. Share those contracts. What makes XRP a security on the Howie? Basically, that's what they said. But don't quote me on that. But that's basically what they said. And, and one of the interrogatory questions. But the SEC had like thousands of questions to answer. But we're gonna we're gonna see how X, how XRP constitutes as an investment contract in the SEC eyes next month, the beginning of next month, and that's about a week or two away. So we will see, you know, if they make those documents public once the SEC answers those. But I'm pretty sure they're going to be public. Um, I don't see how that will be privileged to uh, to just solely ripple or solely, you know. I don't see how we won't be able to see it. But hopefully we get to see it. But they, they got to answer that, man. They got to answer that. They've been avoiding that for the longest, for years. You know, and people call Hester Pierce crypto mom and whatnot. You know, nothing against Hester Pierce. I know she's just doing her job and she can't say certain things. She can't speak on certain things. I mean, but man, if you consider yourself the crypto mom and you see all of these videos that are showing the wrongdoings of the Ethereum Foundation and how they covered up large purchases of Ethereum during a pre-sale and, you know, all this, the timeline leading up to the free pass speech, you should stand on principle and say something if you if you only want to continue to follow in gary Gensler's shoes but you claim that he's not your boss but yet you you say the same thing that he says you, you, people need to remove that label you're you're not the crypto mom you're not crypto mom because you're you're not acting in the best interest of crypto you're not you know i don't i don't care me personally i don't care about the statements you make on I was, I was, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter too a lot, and um, I think uh, Tag XRP, I think, uh, had asked her a question. Um, it was dealing with Ethereum, I believe, but she just pretty much um, just blew him off. Like, I, I want to focus on sensible. I want to, she said she wanted to focus on creating a sensible framework for all digital assets instead of speaking on particular assets. No, 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 that's not what he asked you. He asked you a specific question. And as a commissioner of the SEC, a question from a retail investor, you're supposed to answer that to give us clarity. Don't blow off his question and then give an, a, a, a robotic answer. No. Now, because for one, I know, we all know, a lot of us know, that Hester Pierce cannot create a framework. She attempted to create a framework with the safe harbor. But for those of you that saw Gensler being questioned by, um, uh, is it Congressman Patrick? Uh, let me see. Let me see. I don't want to. I don't want to get the wrong name. It was Patrick McHenry. Congressman Patrick McHenry specifically asked Gary Gensler, have you read, have you gone over Hester Pierce's uh, safe harbor proposal? And Gary Gensler said, uh, he pretty much said no. But we talk about, me and Hester expressed her concerns 
about crypto assets and whatnot, but I know he pretty much said he don't care about Hester's safe harbor proposal. He's not even he don't he don't care enough to even read it. So that's how I know Hester. She can say, oh, she's trying to create framework. No, she she can't create a framework. She can't create a framework, especially if the other four commissioners aren't backing her. She can't create a framework. I don't care what she says. She can't create a framework. And once again, Gary Gensler don't even care enough about her proposal to even read it. So come on, Hester, to tell him, to tell that person that asked you that on Twitter, and you're going to tell him you're focusing on creating a sensible framework. No, no. You've already created a framework. How about just answering our questions and acknowledging the fact that we've dug up so much stuff and I don't want to take credit for anything, but digital asset investor, digital perspective, uh, Ripple Red Eye, XRP, XR, uh, PISA, X, uh, Tag XRP, all those people, man, have dug up and there's plenty more all those people have dug up plenty of things and produced them for the timeline and you all are on twitter has the pierce and gary gensler I'm, but i think gary gensler's account is ran by someone else but hester pierce is act, active on twitter i know for a fact she has seen those ethereum videos that expose ethereum for their pre-sale uh actions and how they did the ico and how they got the free pass and whatnot i know she's seen it but they have yet to speak on it, you know. But that's the SEC for you, man. They had like with behavior like that, they deserve no trust. Not from the retail investor. Not from the retail investors. They don't deserve any trust, man. But I know I went on a little bit of rant on that, but we got um we got a post from the US House Committee on Financial Services. Uh, and this was posted back on this was posted four days ago, November the 20th, to, uh, 2021. Um, today, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, chairwoman of the House Committee on Financial Services, announced the following schedule for the month of December. So, December the 1st at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern, the full committee will convene for a hybrid hearing entitled Oversight of the Treasury Department's and Federal Reserve Pandemic Response. On December the 7th at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern, the Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigations will convene for a hybrid hearing entitled Ensuring Equitable Delivery of the Disaster Benefits to Vulnerable Communities and Peoples, an examination of GAO's uh, findings of the CDBG program. Then on December the 8th at 10 o'clock, a- at 10 o'clock a.m., the full committee will convene for a hybrid hearing entitled Get this, folks. Digital assets in the future of finance. Understanding the challenges and benefits of financial innovation in the United States. And that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, and then on December the 9th at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern, uh, the Subcommittee on Diversity in, in Conclusion will convene for a hybrid hearing entitled A Review of Diversity and Inclusion Perform- Performance at America's large investment firms. All hearings are live streamed on financialservices.house.gov slash live. So be sure to tune in to that. I know I'm going to be tuned in uh, to the one specifically on December the 8th at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. And like I said, that was the one that states the full committee 
will convene for a hybrid hearing entitled Digital Assets and the Future of Finance, understanding the challenges and benefits of financial innovation in the United States. That will be a good hearing, I believe, in my opinion. The last one was pretty good. Um, so I, I think this one will be even better. Um, I think 2022 will be the year of mass adoption. You know, we're already, we're seeing pre-adoption now. It's not, this, this isn't fully mass adoption yet. This is pre-adoption. You can't say it's mass adoption now because there's no regulatory clarity. But once we get regulatory clarity, which I think will be next year in 2022, um, that's when I believe, in my opinion, that we're going to see mass adoption. But until then, man, just, just hold tight. You know, hold through the dips. You know, hold through. Hold through, man. Hold strong. And then we got another topic from, you know, our government. And this is the Federal Reserve. And they had a joint press release um, yesterday, you know, and it's titled Agencies Issue Joint Statement on Crypto Asset Policy and, and uh, Initiatives and Next Steps. Right. And it reads as follows. Federal bank regulatory agencies today issued a statement summarizing their in, in, interrogacy in, yeah, I think that's how you say that interagency policy sprints focused on crypto assets and providing a roadmap of the future work related to crypto assets that's going to be big it's going to be big in particular, the statements describe the, describe the focus of the preliminary work conducted through the sprints undertaken by uh, by the agencies. It summarizes the agency's plan to provide greater clarity throughout 2022 on whether certain crypto-related activities conducted by banking organizations are legally permissible and related expectations for safety and soundness, consumer protection, and, compli- and compliance with existing laws and regulations. The emerging crypto asset sector presents potential opportunities and risk to banking organizations, their customers, and the overall financial systems. The inter the inter interagency sprints quickly sprints quickly advanced and built on agencies' combined knowledge with help which helped identify and assess key issues related to potential crypto asset activities conducted by banking organizations. The statement from agencies does not, does not alter any ex- existing agency rules or regulations. So, it's moving. It's moving. Regulations are coming. You know, are coming. There's a lot of talks going on with, with banks, uh, <laughs> with stable coins, and with crypto in general so regulations are coming man they are coming the ball is rolling no it is coming it is coming so next (laughs) what a shit show this is gonna be and pardon my french excuse my language but i just had to say it um y'all gonna shake shake your head when you when you see it when you hear it when you hear me say this but uh on december the first 2021 the com summit 2021 the digital asset compliance and market integrity summit and it's brought to you by 
Solidus Labs, Crypto Compare, Hogan Lovells, Bitstamp, BCB Group, and let's let's just say, guess who the keynote speakers are going to be? <laughs> You're gonna laugh when you hear this. By two of them, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say all four. I see four on here. But it's two in particular you're going to laugh at. And I'm going to save those two for last. Right? I'm going to say the first two now. You got Kathy Kraninger. She's the VP of Regulatory Affairs of Solidus Labs. You got Christopher uh, Giancarlo, founder, Digital Dollar Project, chairman, uh, Amoritis, United States Commodity Futures Trading Commission. So he was the former uh, chairman for the CFTC. And da 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 da. Say the best two for last. We have Gary. <laughs> we have Gary Gensler, the chair of the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC. Da 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 da. The best for last. We got Jay Clayton. The former chair of the United States Secretaries and Exchange Commission, the SEC. So, guys, we have Gary Gensler and we have Jay Clayton as keynote speakers at the same event. What a shit show this finna be! Like, man, I was looking at Digital Asset Investors video earlier, and like he said, man. This is like a middle finger to all XRP holders. It's like a middle finger. He's flipping us. They're flipping us off with the bird. Like, you gonna really have these two as keynote speakers? And I guarantee you, cryptocurrency is gonna be the topic. The digital asset compliance is gonna be one of the main topics. These two are the cause of the financial uh, uncertainty. These two are the cause of Ripple being held up in court with the SEC today. And this case has been going on for damn near a year. It's, it's damn near going on a year. Next month, we'll make it a year. On the 22nd of next month, we'll make it a year. I mean, come on, man. Like, really? These two, Gary Gensler and Jay Clayton, are the cause of a United States-based company, Ripple, with that native token XRP that will change finances for how we see it it will change finances forever that incredible innovation technology that incredible innovative technology is being held up in the United States courts by these two while a Swiss based company like Ethereum they had that first ICO gets a regulatory free pass. Come on, man. Come on, man. I can't. Every time I think about it, I just you can't you can't do nothing but shake your head on it. Like you can't do anything but shake your head. But once again, I'll be tuning in. I'm definitely tuning into it. Uh, if it's live, if they have it, you know, uh, if it's virtual, I'll tune into it. But if not, then I'm. You know, so be it. Throw my hands up. But and then next we have the SEC Investor Advisory Committee. 
to meet remotely on December the 2nd. So a lot of things are happening in December. A lot of things are happening next month. So I believe a lot of things, next month might be a big month. You know, next month might be a big month. You know, it's the way it's shaping up, we might get some clarity next month. We might now. I, I, don't, I don't know. Don't hold me for that. Don't take my word for it. But we might. <laughs> we might get a little bit of clarity next month. You know, if not next month, early next year. Early next year. There's a lot of things going on next month, man. A lot of things, you know. It's going to be it's gonna be crypto action packed next month. December is going to be a big month. You know, December is going to be a big month. But SEC Investor Advisory Committee to meet remotely on December the 2nd. And this just came out today. The SEC Commission's Investor Advisory Committee will hold a public meeting on December the 2nd by remote means. The meeting will begin at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. It's open to the public via live webcast and will be archived on the committee's website for later viewing. The committee will will hold two panels discussions. A panel discussion regarding crypto and digital assets entitled Helping to ensure investor protection and market integrity in the face of new technology. We all know what's going to be said by Gary Gensler. Be careful what constitutes as a security. Uh, how he tests arms growth. What you also have as a note. It can be a note on the Thurman, uh, what, 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 what's his name? Uh, Third Good Marshall had the Reeves test. Uh, a lot of these crypto assets are securities. You're giving your money to a company in hopes in return. These, this company and this team has to carry on actions to bring you profit back to you. We all know what Gary Gensler is going to say. And based on what Hester Pierce said in her recent interview, she's not going to be too different. So, But I, I would like to hear what the other commissioners of the SEC has to say during this hearing. So. Um, the committee will also discuss a recommendation regarding individual retirement accounts. The full agenda is available here for a full list of committee members. See the committee committee's member bi- biographies website. So the SEC is, is even in on action now. Though they've been bringing nothing but enforcement actions, now they want to have hearings on crypto assets specifically. So, uh, Let's check on the full agenda here real quick. Let's see what's going on. So from 10 o'clock a.m. to 10.15 a.m. December the 2nd, you got the opening remarks, announcement of the new officers, and announcement regarding the disclosure uh, subcommittee. 10.15 to 10.40, you got welcome remarks. 10.40 to 10.45, you got approval of previous meeting minutes. From 10.45 to 12.30, then you will have the panel discussion regarding crypto and digital assets the assets helping to ensure investor protection and market integrity in the face of new technologies this panel will explore the intersection of digital assets and investor protection with a specific lens on the regulatory framework regarding digital assets market structure issues and defining risk and emerging technologies additional covered topics include blockchain technologies crypto-based EFTs and stable coins. Moderated by Cambria, Allen, Ratslaff, and Theodore Daniels. Daniels. 
So I'm looking down the list now to see if I see anything. Um, see anyone that looks familiar. And no, I don't. Um, but you know, I'll I'll definitely be tuned in to that. I'm I'm definitely not gonna miss that. I'll be tuned in, taking away some key points of it. But like I said, the ball is rolling, you guys. The ball is rolling. Now to ripple. Brad Garlinghouse was interviewed on, uh, I believe it was CNBC. Yep, CNBC. Um, yesterday, and he said Ripple is seeing uh, good progress in the SEC case over XRP. He expects an outcome next year. So let's, let me see if this this will play. You guys should be able to hear. Please, everyone, eyes on Carl. We're seeing a pretty good progress despite a slow moving judicial process in the federal courts. You know, clearly we're seeing good questions asked by the judge. And I think the judge realizes this is not just about Ripple. This will have broader implications. And I think that's a very good thing. I'm hopeful that, you know, certainly in 2022, there'll be closure here. But look, I, I think seeing countries like the UAE provide leadership, I mentioned Japan and Singapore and Switzerland. You know, ultimately, we need those things on a global basis. And if you look at the macro trend line for crypto regulation globally, you're seeing it, it, it's moving very much in a positive direction. That's not to say there are countries like, say, China and India that have at times stepped back and had concerns. But in general, the direction of travel is very positive. And that was Brad Garlinghouse's ripple. Um, he says they're seeing progress. Uh, you know, we've been staying up to date with the lawsuit. And the judge is the judge is playing a level uh Hold on, you guys. I don't know how this video just popped up. Some kind of ad just popped up on CNBC, but we we've all been um paying attention to the uh the lawsuit and the judge seems to be fair on both sides. Um, she 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 don't seems to be favored towards Ripple, nor does she does she seem to be favored towards the SEC. She's giving them both a level um, playing field to both, you know, just submit their arguments. You know, one thing about it though, she's not going for any, for any foolery. You know, and, and it's clear to me that she don't care that the SEC is a government agent. You know, she's gonna have she gonna she's gonna hold both. Entities Ripple and the SEC to the same standards, you know. Who, and I see it like whoever has the best argument at the end will will win. If it goes, especially if it goes to trial, but you know it's going to be summary judgment, and 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 the judge is going to give her a stance on it. And with John Deaton involved in the case as well, he can pretty much plead for for our case because Ripple has already said they they're not. Like, they're not speaking for us. So it's a good thing that we have John Dean involved in this lawsuit so he can actually speak for the XRP holder. So, you know, I you know, I, I have I have confidence and faith in John Dean. You know, Ripple going to have to bring a good argument to the table. Um, the only thing I see Ripple having an issue with, dealing with the judge, is how they're going to conduct an argument that makes it make sense to the judge for them owning 
over half the supply of the total XRP on the market. I don't see how the, how they're going to get the judge to understand that, but the judge isn't isn't stupid. She she understands the technology. It seems so. Once they break it down and explain it to her, may they may can you know get her to see what's really going on. But you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. The, the escrow Ripple has is is the only thing I think is is really standing in the way of a of a settlement. If Ripple didn't own all that XRP, I think if this this thing would have been settled a long time ago, and XRP would have had clarity. But with with Ripple still using and selling XRP to fund their business, and I don't I don't know if they're still giving XRP to their partners or what. But I heard in an in, uh, interview last week by one of Ripple's um, uh, employees that. They're allowing their partners to source XRP directly from Ripple. So I don't know, man. If they're putting contracts on that XRP that's coming out of the escrow, then I don't know how Ripple is going to explain that. But something needs to be done about that escrow. Um, like I said, I see things from all angles. Hopefully, Ripple is telling us everything. But I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. If Ripple is giving away that XRP in large amounts to people and, and they don't have to pay for that XRP while us retail investors are paying for our XRP, right? And then you got the people that are getting XRP from Ripple's escrow and they're able to sell and dump whenever they feel like, then that's neg- negatively impacting the market. This is my opinion. This is my opinion, man. But let's go to some good news for... Uh, Ripple, uh, Brazil's central bank to launch CBDC pilot in 2022. The central bank of Brazil plans to start a pilot program of a digital currency next year. BCB President uh, Roberto Campos Nito said on Friday, according to local media outlet Estado. In September, the BCB told the Brazilian Senate that it planned to launch the final version of a digital digital reel in 2024. According to estimates by Fabio Orejo, an economic advisor to the BCB who added that monetary authority would conduct initial tests in 2022. Brazil's central bank has also been discussing a bill to regulate digital assets as an investment vehicle. Campos Neto also said on Friday without disclosing further details. Crypto is already starting to uh, affect even the national accounts which means it has become a relevant investment instrument um, Campos Campos Neto noted adding that crypto purchases are affecting Brazil's import figures according to BCB Brazilians have acquired 4.27 billion in cryptocurrency so far in 2021 in August Cam- Campos Neto said the Brazilian held about 40 billion dollars in cryptocurrency Who remembers this? Ripple, the company associated with the XRP cryptocurrency, had a closed-door meeting with the Central Bank of Brazil on May 30th to discuss to discuss institutional matters. According to Financial Institution's website, its president, Roberto Campos Neto, had a video conference with Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse and three other representatives of the crypto firm. There's little detail about the talk since it was closed to the media. 
although the website mentions institutional matters as the meeting's general purpose. Ripple's Brazil plans. Ripple's ambitious plans for Latin America and Brazil in particular surfaced in June last year when the company launched a Sao Paulo office with the, with the aim to expand across, across the continent. Remin, uh, Reminence Remittance markets are the primary interest for Ripple as it in, intends to facilitate cross-border cross settlements with the XRP cryptocurrency. Brazil's rem, remnants flows are valued at $2.5 billion, making the local market a desirable goal for the cryptocurrency company. In December 2019, Luiz Antonio Seco, General Director of Ripple in Brazil, who was present at the recent meeting with NATO, announced the company's intention to bolster partnerships with banks and other institutions in Brazil throughout 2020. So far, Ripple has secured alliances with at least three major local players, Santander, uh, Bradesco, and Banco Ridimento. Hope I'm saying that stuff right. <laughs> Via its blockchain-based financial services network, RippleNet. So, as we all know, man, Ripple ain't slowing down. They're not slowing down because of this lawsuit. Because truth be told, Ripple is going to continue to go on, regardless if win, lose, or draw, man. Ripple going to continue to go on with their business, with or without the United States. With or without the United States. And that's the sad part about it. It seems like the United States don't realize that. Gary Gensler does not realize that Ripple will continue to do business outside of the United States, even if the United States does not want to participate in their innovation. And that's the sad part about it. Ripple is a United States-based company, man. And they're going through this. It's, it's crazy. It's really, it's really crazy. And then also, um, we got... The Republic of Palu partners with Ripple to develop digital currency strategy. And this came out yesterday. We're excited to announce a new partnership with the Republic of Palau to explore the country's first national digital currency and its use cases with the XRP ledger. The partnership will initially focus on developing strategies for cross-border payments and a USD-backed digital currency for Palau. This could see the impl- impl- implementation of the world's first government-backed national stablecoin stable in the first half of 2022, for which Ripple will provide Palau with technical, business design, and policy support. Meanwhile, exploring a USD-backed stablecoin and associated use cases such as corporate registry on the XRP ledger could provide a valuable alternative to the central bank digital currencies for countries like Palau. Excuse me. As part of our commitment to lead in financial innovations and technologies, we are delighted to partner with Ripple and President Sarangel Wilson Jr. The first phase of the partnership will focus on a cross-border payment strategy and exploring options to create a national digital currency providing the citizens of Palau with greater financial access. That's why I said, man, Ripple is steady partner partnering with like major major continents major people major like come on man everything Ripple is doing is major like the partnerships Ripple are obtaining are not small change partnerships like these partnerships are huge 
I'm talking about huge. Huge. I mean, come on, man. Like, and the fact that the SEC said in this lawsuit that Ripple has no utility. I mean, all, 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 all Ripple have to do to combat that is show them that list of partnerships. That's it. Show them that list of partnerships and get all of them on, on via chat. Get the, get the, get the, like, come on, man. Get the, get the head people in charge of these partnerships and, and tell them what Ripple are doing for them. Like, Ripple is really banking the un, the unbanked. crazy it's crazy man. so and off that topic and and lastly we got jp morgan that's right jp morgan jp morgan he speaks on uh he's he's he has spoken on ripple right you would have never thought that jp morgan would be speaking on xrp and ripple you would have never thought it. You would have never thought it. JP Morgan says, if Ripple wins the SEC lawsuit, XRP is poised for significant adoption. Duh. Don't you think? We already know this. We already know this. That's why they're in court. To slow down the adoption. To give Ethereum the head start. We already know this. This is why they're in court. To slow down the significant adoption, JP Morgan. Let me read that again. If the company is able to win the SEC lawsuit and trading resumes on a major cryptocurrency uh, exchanges like Coinbase, XRP is poised for a significant adoption. JP Morgan's North America Equity Research Report published earlier this month puts XRP in the spotlight, even stating the digital asset is poised for significant adoption. While the price of XRP has fallen in recent days, along with the rest of the cryptocurrency market, Ripple Labs has been working non-stop and signing new partners for its Ripple's net network, an on-demand liquidity service, thus spreading the use of XRP, especially in cross-border, in the cross-border payments space. XRP versus Swift. The JP Morgan report started uh, started out by stating XRP was engineered to facilitate transactions on Ripple's blockchain-based digital payment network. Benefits of the network included exp- uh, exp- expedited payments and reduced transaction fees. The paper mentions its funding date, founding date, 2012, and co-founder Jed McCaleb, who has left the company to launch Stellar, and Chris Lawson. Lawson who is a co-defendant in the Ripple lawsuit filed by the SEC. While traditional money transfers, most most commonly Swift transfers are, cost, uh, are costly and can take up to five business days to complete, transactions using Ripple's XRP can be completed in as little as three to five seconds. <laughs> and trans, imagine that, man. Imagine going from five days to three to five seconds. Come on, man. You don't. These banks and financial institutions are salivating at the mouth, waiting to get their hands on XRP. 
you know how that cut man you know what that's gonna do to that business you cut the time down from five business days to three to five seconds with fees that are 0.0001 XRP oh, let, me, let, me, let me make sure I got that right you go from five business days down to three to five seconds with transaction fees that are 0.0001 XRP. While SWIFT transfers are more expensive due to the numerous uh, intermediary banks involved that charge fees to both the sender and recipients. The Ripple Net includes more than 100 financial institutions, including Bank of America, Santander, and American Express. Then you got XRP versus Stablecoin. When the JP Morgan document explained XRP's unique value in comparison to Stablecoins, using the words of Ripple's Senior Director of Global Operations, Emi Yoshikawa, Yoshikawa, the role of I hope I said the name right. The role of XRP as a bridge asset in international settlement is not competing with stablecoins, but on the contrary, it is complementary. So it's complementing stablecoins. Ain't no competition with stablecoins and XRP. Stablecoins need XRP. If if let's just say for an example, I've heard uh, digital perspective say this a lot on his channel if you simply take the US dollar and convert it to a uh, uh, to the digital version which is USDC the only thing you're doing is transferring all the issues from the paper dollar and turning it into the digital dollar you need XRP to really solve those underlying issues and open up those those Nostro accounts and get all that money out of those Nostro. Right? You need that. You just can't you just can't um turn the dollar to paper dollar. You just can't turn no turn the uh you just can't turn the paper dollar digital and think you done solved the issue. No, you need XRP. You need XRP to unlock those Nostro accounts. You need it. You need it. You need it. And then you got XRP. You also mentioned XRP versus SEC. The SEC versus Ripple lawsuit is an in the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit is an inevitable topic of discussion for XRP. On the matter. JP Morgan points to the Howey test as the end goal and gives away the likelihood of a ripple win. The Howey test says that investment contract exists when these four conditions are met. Investment of money in a common enterprise with the expectation of profit to be derived from the efforts of others. For the SEC to win the suit, Judge Sarah Netburn must determine that all of aforementioned four points are met. If she determines that one or multiple points are not met, Ripple will win the suit. 
If the company is able to win the SEC lawsuit and trading resumes on major cryptocurrency exchanges like Coinbase, XRP is poised for significant adoption. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Next and final topic that just came out today. And this is on uh, Economic Times. The need an Indian alternative to SWIFT payment system. Parliamentary Committee. And it has in quote, the panel has recommended that an alternative indigenous yeah how you say that an alternative financial system be developed on the lines of similar systems elsewhere such as Ripple USA and Instex EU etc India should develop an indigenous I can't say that word India should develop an indigenous alternative to the SWIFT payment system to better protect privacy of domestic financial data and boost the economy. The the preliminary committee that is looking into the Personal Data Protection Bill 2019 has suggested. The panel has recommended that an alternative indigenous, indigenous financial system be developed on the lines of similar systems elsewhere, such as Ripple, USA, Instax EU. See how crazy that sound? India is wanting to use Ripple in the USA. The USA is trying to sue Ripple in the USA for its technology and this asset XRP. I'm gonna end it on that, man. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, man. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Stay subscribed, stay tuned, stay blessed, man. I'm your host, David the Great. This was Crypto and Chill, man, and I'm out.